Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds and Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert are thriving, so do the right thing, Miami. Make it to a time. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the guy who will forever trust Chris Ballard. And with me, as always, is AJ. I told y'all for four years Herbert had it, Marchese. Finally letting him throw it down the field, Rob. Today, we're talking all NFL rookies who thrived and struggled in week four. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby driving up to Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day, don't draft specialists on the second day, maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect with many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. You might not be at a game this year. But you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR to take full advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book expert. Speaking of experts, how about the Pac-12? Because they're playing. Am I right, AJ? It's so true. They're so uh, lots of good schools there, Rob. Experts. And we, we've got three guys opting back in. Uh, USC offensive lineman Elijah Bear Tucker, Oregon corner Diamandore Lenoir. That's not how you say that. That's for sure. And Cal corner Cam Bynum have all opted back in. Uh, sick. That's fun. It's gonna be fun to watch all three of them, Rob. And. Uh... Fair Tucker's a guy who, like, kind of just kept rising in the summer. <laughs> but, like, it's the summer, so there's no tape. It's just more, more people started liking him. Uh, I don't. I wasn't a very big fan. I, I wanted to see more. So I, I'm happy that I'm going to see more, Rob. And he might be playing left tackle. Yeah. that's. Uh, we'll see how that goes. And that Oregon secondary super needed Lenoir to come back because – for the time being, Brady Breeze, Javon Holland, yeah. and Thomas Graham have all opted out. Yeah, Brady Breeze, the late opt-out. Brady Breeze, NFL-bound, special teams Hall of Famer. Daniel Sorensen, pro-comp. Jordan Glasgow, pro-comp. 
hey, more on him in a bit. Uh, but yeah, so I'm sure we'll have maybe a couple more Pac-12 guys opt back in yeah. over the next week or so. Season starts November 7th. But AJ hates that it's at noon. It's a 9 a.m. local kick, man. God, it's, it's weird for the body You're clock. in the Eastern time zone. It doesn't affect you at all. Oh, my God. You don't understand. I've been standing up against East Coast bias my entire life, all right? The schools had to agree to the time slot, so they're fine with it. Oh, my God. You don't get it. You don't get the, the culture out west. You're right. Larry Scott's an idiot. <laughs> Shouldn't get more eyeballs on his games, especially when it's the two best sophomore quarterbacks in the conference playing man play all games 3 30 local time the whole the whole schedule <laughs> god get rid of pack 12 after dark that's it man they gotta gotta get it peak midday performance for the for the body clock when that sun's nice and bright in cali in arizona yeah no more playing hawaii either that's too long of a flight all right into the into the rookie talk from week four in the nfl uh, starting with the rookie QB rundown, who maybe maybe two weeks from now Tua will be on it, but for the time being, Brian Flores says Fitzpatrick's their starting quarterback. Um, okay, let's start with Joe Burrow uh, against the Jaguars. Got his first NFL win. Um, threw for 300 again. Hit, hit a score. Uh, overall, they did a much better job, I thought, of play calling, where... Mm-hmm. It wasn't because obviously, you, you, as we've seen the last couple of weeks, it's been Joe Burrow throwing it like forty to sixty times a game. <laughs> yeah, but they finally got Joe Mixon far more involved. They used him in the passing game a lot, and it really supplemented um, Joe Burrow Joe Burrow's game. And obviously, we know how much Burrow does like to get the running back involved in the passing game, having seen what he did with Clyde Edwards-Helaire at LSU. So it was nice to see Mixon more involved. Um, he is so good at spreading the ball around. That's the other thing yeah. where AJ, AJ Green only had one catch in this game, a couple more targets than that, but essentially a non-factor. Um, but he was loving Tyler Boyd out of the slot. T Higgins had another really impressive game. He got Auden Tate involved a little bit. It's, he just doesn't look like, like it wasn't a mind numbingly great performance or anything. It was a good solid game, but in the context of him being a rookie, I thought it was a great game. I think Burrow's gotten a lot better, uh, from the first two weeks of the season to the last two. And like, it's like, it might not show in the stats, but I I think he's just getting so much more comfortable and it's a lot more of, you know, like, like the completion percentage is up and. The attempts are down, and he's completing a lot more like balls past the line, um, past the sticks too, which I, I appreciate. Yeah, the depth of target is certainly deeper. Um, I think the, he's the, in those the, first two games. I think he's in the Sorry, t- go ahead. on the top of the league in um, ten plus yard completions uh, air yards. And in those first two games, it was a lot of check. I don't want to say checkdowns, but it was a lot of quick game, a lot of like five under 10 yard throws yeah. and now it's like he's working the seam a lot with Tyler Boyd he's working the outside corners with T Higgins um and, and he's not forcing balls where like it's not like he's the the Jaguars really heavily covered AJ Green because I guess I don't know they they, they still think he's not throw years, yeah <laughs> yeah and and so he like it wasn't like he was trying to force the ball to AJ Green he just he works those progressions consistently here comes the burrow train um and he gets the ball out quick. And the other thing is the offensive line was much better in this game. Mm. Um, part of that was the Jaguars' front four looked awful. But 
Overall, another great game from Joe Burrow. I don't think he's had a bad game as a rookie in these four starts. No, and, okay. yeah, I think you're right where where maybe statistically it's not, like, a dominant performance, but he's getting better each week. He looks more comfortable. Um, and he doesn't look like a rookie, and I think that's kind of the biggest compliment you can give. He's so poised, and mm-hmm. he's very, very accurate, and he's a, he's a really great decision maker. Yeah, no, definitely. And, uh, I mean, as we've said from the jump, man, he, it's just like he's reinvigorated that Bengals offense and he's had them in every game. And then on the other side of it, we got Justin Herbert, who it's funny because Burrow, it's almost like, um, like let's let's compare this to basketball. He's like a jump shooter uh, where he's just taking those, those, those gimme twos like a DeMar DeRozan. And Justin Herbert's out here shooting deep threes like a Steph Curry. I don't know who any of these people are. Yeah. Yeah. But point being, Herbert threw for three touchdowns, 290 uh, against the Bucs, completed 80% of his passes, had two massively impressive touchdown passes. The the, the second touchdown of the three was to Donald Parham in the the left corner, (laughs) and that was just a really nice – like the people he was throwing to was hilarious. Yeah, it was Tyron Johnson – uh, Jalen Guyton and Donald Parham at touchdowns, our Kings. Yeah, like, and, and we we talked about previously how we thought this Chargers offense, once Herbert can build some more chemistry with Mike Williams as a downfield target, that this Chargers offense could get really exciting. Obviously, Mike Williams is hurt right now, but you're just you saw in this game with with the Guyton and the Johnson touchdowns what he can do with a deep threat. And I'm really excited to see what they do when Mike Williams gets healthy. There's no way you can go back to Rod Taylor after this no. type of game from Justin Herbert. No. I think th- this is one of the best games I've seen from a rookie quarterback in my life. Um, and, like, that's not even hyperbole. Those two deep throws were so impressive. He, like, the fact that he, he had the arm talent that hit Johnson on, on the play-action deep shot. And then the other one was a third and seven. Tampa brought seven on yep. the blitz. He he he's gonna get killed, and he, off his back th- foot, he throws a dime. You know, you know what else I, I could add to that Johnson throw is like, how many times do you think Herbert's thrown to Johnson in his life? Like, that's a good point. To, like they called him up off the practice squad this week. Exactly, and like the perfect ball placement. Like you just said, just came out the practice squad. That throw was unreal, and then yeah, the the throw to Guyton was awesome too. And Guyton's been a bit of a guy for them, which is kind of cool. Um, I also thought, like, Herbert was just cooking on the sideline throws. Like, like 10, yes. 12 yards on the sideline. Uh, multiple throws, I thought, like, when he released it, there was no chance he was connecting, and he did. Um, he can make every throw. Yeah, and, like, going back to your um, – uh, how you touched upon him throwing off the back foot on the guidance touchdown. He's kind of like – I feel like he was fading in the pocket a lot in this game and throwing it off the back foot. But, like you just said, he can make every throw, and it's not affecting his accuracy or arm strength. Like, it – it might end up coming back to bite him, like like the, I don't know what the fuck the, the game ending interception was, but overall, man, he 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 looked fantastic and running too, he, like not a big running performance, but getting it done. Leading rusher, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, not saying much, but yeah. The, the fact that they lost Austin Eckler fairly early in this game, and had absolutely zero run game without Eckler, yeah. and, and it just was kind of on Herbert's shoulders to try and. Uh, they built up a, a big lead early. They're up twenty-one-seven. They come. They, they Tampa comes back and wins. But he he had to carry that entire offense. Like Keenan Allen was banged up. The offensive line wasn't playing all that well. That's one of the best defenses in the league. 
and uh, the moment wasn't too big for him, and he was just so poised. He just he's got that even keel, like yeah. some people would almost fault it. He's so he almost seems spacey, right? Didn't it like almost that, feel, that was a didn't it almost feel like people were faulting that coming out of Oregon though. Yeah, they were. I was gonna say that that was a that was a knock on him. It was the same, it, it, same but different knock on Marcus Mariota, um, yeah. and Jared Goff. But like, he, I don't know. He just seems so unrattled, and the, the moment never seems too big. Well, like even even when uh, watching Hard Knocks, you know, we had um, clips of Anthony Lynn saying, "I want him to be a bit more of a vocal leader," right? And that was some of the stuff that we heard out of uh, Eugene. But uh, he's been amazing, I man. Will, I, you can't go back to Tyrod. Agreed. I will say I've never seen him have more emotion than when Michael Davis had that pick six. Yeah, you know you're right for sure. It was like the first time. wasn't even like wasn't even that emotional after finally winning the Rose Bowl for Oregon. Maybe it's because he was getting he doesn't want to be vocal, so he was getting yelled at every time he suggested throwing the ball more than five yards downfield at Oregon. Yeah, fuck Oregon for <laughs> never unleashing that arm. We like said he it did for you against Tampa. Every well, I mean, Everyone. it got worse. Yeah. It got worse as the longer he was there, right? It did. Um, yeah. Arroyo, Marcus Arroyo, is he UNLV's head coach now? How yeah. did that happen? Um, but yeah, Marcus Arroyo living in the bubble screen land <laughs> only. And oh god. Anyway, it's enough. It's enough Herbert talk. Or is it? Who's your offensive rookie of the week? It is Justin Herbert. But we just did a uh, <gasps> twenty-five minutes on him, so. Uh... I got. I, I put a second one down just because I knew we'd end up talking about Herb's forever because we, we've loved Herb since he was a, a sophomore at Oregon. Sure. Uh, I did. I saw my second guy. I, I gave it to Tristan Wirfs. Oh God, me too. Oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> We're so predictable. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, he, he, he. Go ahead. Go ahead. He locked down Joey Bosa. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, he put him on the ground like five times. Bosa was slipping a lot, but he put him on the ground five times. Uh, I, I think f- this is from PFF. Uh, Bosa posted his lowest pressure rate in a single game since Week Four of 2017. So which that, was his rookie year. Yeah, so that that's impressive as hell from Wirfs. I thought you just, I don't know, like for for a for a big matchup, and uh, you know they were down in that game the whole time pretty much, and you know the Bosa could just pin his ear back, but uh, he just felt so calm and patient, and he anchored great. He, yes, he, he looked patient. so strong. Yeah. Patience a good word to use there because obviously Joey Bosa is one of the five best pass rushers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the thing about Wirfs is he has such great balance. Yeah. I thought his balance was terrific in this game because we know he's an elite athlete and he, he he's so twitched up for a big man. But just the balance and his ability to move laterally and, and kind of never lose his yeah. base. His base is always consistent, strong. Um, and the other thing is, although like, like Tampa ran the ball pretty well in this game. Ronald Jones topped a hundred because he's he's my goat. Um, but Worfs was fucking moving people in the run game too. It wasn't like Worfs versus Bosa was the big matchup in the past. But I thought what he's doing on the run was just as impressive. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. Um, he, I think he's already there. Like no offense to Ali Marpet, I think Tristan Worfs is the best lineman on that team. You know, I'm kind of afraid of him getting lobbed into the old fashioned right tackle thing his whole career now. It's gonna be stupid. That crossed my I mean, mind in this like, game, where like he's obviously like like you said, he might be already the best offensive lineman. You said he is, and he's obviously the best tackle on the team. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I hope that doesn't happen. Mitch, Mitchell Schwartz and Lane Johnson have been battling. Yeah. That uh, that right tackle stigma. 
thing for years. Stigma, thank you, for years. Um, but no, I, I mean, Worf's Becton and, and Wills all look like future multiple Pro Bowl guys mm-hmm. four games into their careers. And uh, I'm, I, it's, it's, it's crazy how, how quickly they, they've um, made such a strong impact. Uh, okay, defensive rookie of the week. I didn't have speaking of impact. I didn't have anyone pop off the screen ag- to me again this week. Uh, you don't like defense. You've always been an offensive person. Honestly, you're not even. That sounds like a joke, but you're right. Especially when I'm watching games live, I, I am just a. Uh, I'm focused on offense. Uh, but you know what? Uh, me, I'm a, I'm a safety at heart, so I watch the safeties. Well, when Daniel Sorensen's playing, I'm just keyed into him. But. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. <laughs> Uh, anyways, I give it to Jalen Johnson. It's not like this game was amazing. That's a good pick. No, the, I think that's a good pick. We were talking about him during that game. Yeah. And I was saying how good he looked. And you're like, well, he got beat up by Zach Paschal yeah. uh, early in the game. But after that, he I thought he was just locked down. Yeah, I think he only gave up one other catch. Other, He had two pass defense. Um, and I gave it to him because he's been the best rookie quarter, uh, cornerback. Yes, yes. So. And, and, yeah, if you were doing an all-rookie team, he would be your corner one. And it hasn't been – like, he hasn't had a massively flashy performance. Like, obviously, early C.J. Henderson had some flashy ones, Legereus Sneed. But Jalen Johnson's just been – looks like a 10-year starter, four games in. I think he's second in the league in pass defense. It's impressive. Um, and what I love about him is he, which I, we, I think we both loved about him at Utah, is he's very intense. Mm-hmm. He's very, like, just locked in. And you see that on the field already with Chicago. Yeah, it's translated um, to him like having, like, a vet-like presence there already. He's Yeah, he's so technically sound for a young corner. Like, overall, he's not... He's not a bad athlete, but that was a bit of the knock. Was oh, he's not like the elite athlete of a Jeff Okuda, but he's just such a technically sound. Like he's got great eyes in zone, and he is so sound and press man. That's a, the, that was my favorite thing about him at Utah, and mm-hmm. um, he just yeah, he looks like Chicago knows how to draft DBs. He's been so important to the resurgence of this Bears defense. That's been pretty good, and obviously the Bears are winning games, but yeah. Literally, like they 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 shut down the Colts' offense, and like if they had anything close to an average offense themselves, they I think they beat the Colts in that game. Yeah, but exactly. Um, I will stick with a defensive back from Utah, classic. Uh, Julian Blackman, Colts safety. Um, hence why I will forever trust Chris Ballard. A lot of people shit on this pick in the third round. Uh. Uh, Hand up. Uh, he's my looks like a miss this week because I, I was way low on Julian Blackman. I liked Julian Blackman, but I didn't like him there. Like, I liked him on day three. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I remember justifying that I trust Chris Ballard. I remember that too. Well, so a lot of, uh, Right? Yeah, I always do. Uh, a lot of people, like, didn't think Julian Blackman was draftable. So, like, I, a lot of people on draft Twitter. I think I had, like... I can pull it up right now. I think he was like in the one nineties on my board. So, um, yeah. So, it, but obviously he played corner and he played safety at Utah. Yep. Uh, he he tore his ACL late in the season. He missed week one of this season because of the ACL. Um, 
And then last week, I think I put him somewhere last week too. You did. Uh, he came, or maybe it was two weeks ago when he came in from Lee Cooker, and, and he instantly was making plays. Actually, maybe the last three weeks now. Um. <laughs> anyway, point being, this was his best game. Yes. And this is the best game I've seen from a, a, a rookie DB this season. I think. Um, three passes defense. One was a, a tip. Uh, a tip that ended up with him intercepting it. Yep. The other two were perfectly timed hits to break up passes, and it had my juices flowing. He like his instincts and just he was just throwing his body. His physicality, his instincts. Um, it it was it was awesome. Yeah, he, uh, he was fantastic. Yeah. He like I. I forever trust Chris Ballard. Like, he looks like like Malik Hooker, obviously, towards Achilles. He's missing this year, and he was in a contract year. He's not going to be back because this is Julian Blackman's starting job. Trust the Colts on DBs you think you are you don't like but know are tough, apparently, because Kari Willis and Julian Blackman, back-to-back years, they have gotten big production out of safeties who people didn't really like. Uh, and I was those people that didn't like either of them. I love Rocky Sin, though, so. Yeah, sick. Congrats. <laughs> He, hasn't been um, that good he was okay this week. Worst rookie. Uh, hey, DBs, let's keep it rolling, baby. Uh, and a guy who I think I mention every episode, uh, Noah Igbenogany. Um, oh, God. Yeah. So, it, it was David Moore, baby. It was the David Moore show. Okay, well, David Moore was running off the high from last week. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, the, the first big David Moore catch uh, to get Seattle down to the goal line just before the half. Uh, Noah was in coverage, and he just didn't cover David Moore. His eyes were just locked to the line of scrimmage. I don't know what the hell he was doing. Moore sneaked out. Russ made the throw, and uh, they're down to the goal line of the score. And then again on the game ceiling touchdown to David Moore, uh, Igbenogany's eyes were locked inside this time. Uh, Moore just ran by him, <laughs> gave up the touchdown. Great catch, great throw. Uh, I think he credited for giving up four catches, 116 yards in that touchdown. Like, we knew he'd take some time coming along, uh, but, like, he was a first-round pick. So, that elevates his expectations, and he's clearly not living up to that yet. But I'm not I'm not killing him for it. I knew he'd take time. I think we, we both did. Everyone did. But uh, it just kind of sucks. He kind of sucks right now. So uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I think this makes what Jalen Johnson's done even more impressive because I'm going to go with the corner as well. And we've done a lot of trash talk of the corners on this show yes. through four weeks uh and trevon diggs is back he is back and he is beautiful um it wasn't like it was against seattle where he was just getting torched it was a lot of he just can't locate the football mm-hmm. uh he had i think two times where a better corner probably intercepts the pass and he allowed completions and missed tackles um where, like, he wasn't even in a bad position if he had undercut the route or just or just put his hand out, which he didn't do either time. He just, like, threw his shoulder into Jarvis Landry and bounced off, and Jarvis Landry caught the ball. Um, it, it, it was pretty bad. So I put him, but I also put Clavon Chasson, okay. who, against the Bengals, was irrelevant. Just, he, I think he played 40% of snaps. You wouldn't know it. The Bengals have... One of at least one of the three worst offensive lines in the league, if not the worst. Yeah. And he did nothing. When he was on the field, he was like getting stonewalled by Bobby Hart. The goat, yeah. Um and and this is every every week I think I've mentioned that how just 
meh or irrelevant he has been like it's not like he's out there making mistakes but he's doing nothing yeah he's just not impactful yeah no so uh, i'll give you my least impactful rookie of the week and then my worst rookie of the week there (laughs) okay um who's your prime time star uh i'm gonna go with brandon Ayuk because his hurdle on the touchdown run was uh was the star of primetime games rob I know he didn't do like what he had two other he had two catches for eighteen in that run. Um, I it was kind of slim pickings, but I mean he de- definitely deserves it. And just getting him more involved in that offense, I think I said this last week is going to be uh, so awesome. Like I think the whole world knows what what he is now. You know, I I, I feel like the average man he probably don't didn't know who he was until this Sunday. So uh, seeing him pop like that, I think was fantastic. And basically, you could say a very similar thing about my pick here, which is Jerry Judy, yeah, where yeah. he made one amazing play that was, amazing that was like a <laughs> that was a big game changer in the game. Um, after other than that, it wasn't a whole lot else. But uh, last week on the show, I, I said I was underwhelmed. I'm waiting for him to make uh, a game changing play, and then he made me my words against the Jets. He mossed uh, Pierre Desir. <laughs> yeah. And it's like he only had two grabs, but for 61 yards and that score, and that score was impressive. And it, it was a huge difference maker, I think, for giving Brett Rippon some confidence in, yeah. a, in a primetime mm-hmm. NFL game for his first start. Um, and overall, like their passing attack is not what it's going to be once Drew Locke's healthy. So for Judy to kind of go out and just step up and make that play when they needed it, uh, I thought that that deserves some credit. To <clears throat> Definitely. Them. When you draft a wide receiver that high, um, you expect those type of catchy, catchy plays for both from Ayuk and uh, Jerry Judy, right? This rookie receiver class, the guys who are healthy have been awesome. Yeah, and there's like there's even been the depth performance. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna mention a bunch more later when we do rookies who flash, but overall, like the first four rounds have produced a lot of guys who look like they're gonna play in the league for they're, a long time. Your rookie of two flash is Freddie Swain, right? Of course. Who they keep getting the ball to, baby. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, he's, well, he's a stud. All he does in practice is score. I'm sure of it. Uh, <laughs> underwhelming performance. So this is just because he's been maybe the best defensive rookie so far. Uh, I got two. But first, I'm going to go Anton Winfield Jr. Who uh, I, I knew you were going to make that pick, and I think that's a bad pick. <laughs> okay. Okay. Wait, is, is a bad pick for underwhelming? I'm not saying he had Maybe a, not. Maybe yeah, not. I'm not saying he was bad. Like the, the, He injured Austin Eckler, so... <laughs> That's that's not good, Rob. And actually, that that leads to my, my other pick. So, um, <laughs> the the long touchdown to Johnson was partly his fault. I'm not going to blame him for it, but he, you know he was there. Um, I think it was just like it, it wasn't a bad game at all, but like it was a quiet game. And for a guy that's been, like I said, defensive rookie of the candidate, maybe maybe number one. Uh, and like it, it, he's felt like he's been every single everywhere in every single game. He just like uh, I don't know. It just was a quiet game. He had like two tackles. Um, they blitzed him. They, I feel like they didn't blitz him as much. I didn't get the the numbers. They didn't. I I don't think they did. Just I, by my eyes. Yeah, I think I don't know. I thought maybe I saw it twice, and he, it was ineffective. Not not to him. Like the ball was just out quick. But Jordan Whitehead did have a sack on a blitz though. So it's just like this is this isn't like he had a bad game. This is just underwhelming because he's been fucking amazing. That's that's all I'm saying. No, okay, that's fair. I guess, yeah, he wasn't the same. And we're obviously holding him to, I think, a higher standard than yeah. some of these other rookies because he's been, to this point, 
either him or Chase Young as defensive rookie of the year. Exactly. Exactly. Um, for underwhelming, I put two. One just to touch on a guy you mentioned last week who was inactive, Ross Blacklock. Um, mm. was active this week, got nine snaps against the Vikings, and was just irrelevant. And that, I mean, they fired Bill O'Brien, GM Bill O'Brien, but he was obviously their first pick because they didn't have a first-round pick, and yeah. he has added nothing to this team thus far. No, I still believe because I, I had him pretty high. Like, I think we both had him in the 30s on our board. Yeah. But it's disappointing to see, and – I don't know. You you think make maybe carve out a specific role for a guy like who's who provides that much athleticism from the interior defensive line spot, but maybe he, things uh, change with like with Bo. I know it's not like Bob was in charge of the defense, but uh, maybe you got in the doghouse there and things change now. M- maybe, hopefully, hopefully, because yeah, he he's like barely in, he's like really not in the rotation. No. Uh, and I I also put Andrew Thomas. Um, yeah. It just it hurts so much that he was the first tackle off the board, and the three after him look mm-hmm. like Pro Bowlers. Yeah, and he looks like he's not been god awful, but he hasn't been very good. Uh, obviously, the Giants in general aren't very good, but he, like, I don't know. It, it almost seems like he he doesn't seem confident. Yeah, or something where it's like he I don't know his something. I think he's playing really high, and I think he's not moving as well laterally as you'd expect, and just not playing balanced, which comes back to what I said about Wirfs, where it, like his balance through contact as a pass blocker has been really impressive, and I, I feel like uh, in my eyes, at least against the Rams, like he his base was just a mess. I think like his fir- his first game was his best game, so this might just be like yes. the Giants suck, and he's losing confidence in himself. And the staff doesn't know how to develop talent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go with my second one. It, it led in with my first one. Uh, Josh Kelly. Like, after Eckler went down, Kelly did yeah, not step cool. up at all. Uh, he yeah. had, like, seven car- sorry nine carries for 70 yards. And then the fumble you- inside his own 10 at the end of the first half uh, ignited the Buccaneers' comeback because they, they went bang-bang on that from there to open the second half, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you you mentioned that he didn't step up, and that's why I put him in. He needs to step it up. That's correct, Rob. I mean, I do think he looked better when you throw the ball to him. Uh, he had three catches for twenty eight yards, picked up a third and eleven. He just didn't look confident running the ball at all. Like getting getting. He wasn't breaking off. any contact. No, he was going down the line of like obviously he had nine carries for seven yards, but he was going down the line of scrimmage. It was like. And I even felt like the holds were there, and it's like okay, this looks like there's an alley to run, and then it's kind of like. An arm tackle, he also, and he, he goes down. Yeah, He's not like a, a very twitched-up guy, right? No. So no. if you're not breaking the tackles and you don't have that just explosive gear uh, and like he's behind been, that offensive line, it's going to be hard. To yeah, produce. exactly. And he's been good to start his career. Uh, it just feels okay. like, okay, like if anyone had higher expectations, temper them because uh, he looks like a – you know, like you, you got a good rotational guy, but uh, he's not your, your – bell cow or anything right yeah uh looks like a hit for me i put darnell mooney <clears throat> he's my uh i thought he looked best one of my my best day three guys nice because he looked really good against the colts he made an incredible um back shoulder body control catch on a de- yeah. yeah on a deep route where he he roasted the corner off the snap and it was just a bad ball 
and he made a great adjustment. And then um, you uh, clipped but, it for Twitter. It got fifty two thousand views, but only two retweets and five likes. What's up with that? Damn, I didn't I didn't know any of that. At Raw Paul NFL, tell him Bobby Football sent you go follow. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> um but no, I mean coming out of Tulane. Yeah. Just that the he he's I I I I think I am I thought he could be the Deontay Johnson of that class. Okay. If I remember correctly, just with his speed and his his um agility and his his fluidity and explosion out of breaks as a route runner and if they can get a quarterback there, obviously Allen Robinson's really good. Anthony Miller's been up and down, but he's flashed ability. And like Darnell Mooney, I think could be their field stretcher, mm-hmm. and just be a, a a really interesting playmaker out of either the slot or out wide. Um, and I liked what I saw from him against the Colts. It's a good defense. Yeah, it is. Um, speaking of a playmaker, this one's more like looks like a hit for Washington. Uh, I think. They, they, he, they took Antonio Gibson higher than I had him, so I'm, it's not, I'm not claiming this for myself, but he's looked fantastic, man. Uh, he, he looks, first of all, he looks so fast. He, he, and we knew he was fast, but like he looks so more refined early in his career, even in general, than I thought. Um, like when they do get him in, in, in the ball in the passing game, he looks obviously great. He looks natural there. Electric, like he had one on a on a drag where he caught it and killed the angle on Queen, got like seventeen yards. They lined him up outside in a in a wide uh, formation, threw a little screen, and it, it just looks so so easy for him in, in the open field. Like he finds the seam and he's accelerating. He gets fifteen yards, third and eleven, another screen to him, uh, forty yards, the big play down to the goal line, and then he gets the rushing touchdown. Uh, he he looks legit, and he's it's he, it, like even just getting handoffs, he's looking good. And I think that's very impressive. And obviously, I think like we knew he was going to be great in the passing game. And they're getting it's kind of fun having him and uh, JD McKissick, who are both great receivers, uh, involved. And Haskins is just dumping them, dumping it off to the, them a lot. But uh, getting him designed screens like out wide, I think is is great, and it's working. Uh, he, he's been fantastic. Yeah. It felt like the first game that they actually took advantage of what we yeah. knew he could do in the passing game, right? Yeah. No. Exactly. Um. Yeah, it's it's kind of all coming together for him. He, he looks like a horse, and yeah, I, again, I'm just impressed how competent he looks as like when he's just used as a true running back too. Yeah, him and Terry McLaurin. That's why you watch that offense. Uh, just let me say, if they bench Dwayne Haskins, they're they're fucking stupid because yeah. what's Kyle Allen gonna offer you? Let Dwayne Haskins play out the season and figure out if there is something there. He's only started ten games. It seems insane that you would just. Bench him for a career backup in a year. You know you're not competing. You know that might have just been a light of fire. Cause like I, 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 I Haskins, Haskins seems like that type of guy that like that can feed off that motivation. You know what I mean? Like like I love doing Haskins. Me too, and I hope he pans out. And th- he wasn't bad in this game. And that team's a disaster. Like it, it's yeah, like you said, don't bench him. Why uh, give me up on him now is is stupid. Like. It's different if you're in the position to, to land Trevor Lawrence, which I doubt they will be. But and they and then you take him. But um, I don't know, roll with him for now, man. Uh, you already mentioned Julian Blackman. Was your look like a miss? Oh, you know what? Hold uh, on. Be- Can I throw one more hitter in because um, Caesar Ruiz? I, I like. I thought he just looked really solid. I think he was solid in pass pro, uh, good in the run, worked to the second level often, and, and good. I just wanted to throw that in there because uh, it's like his first Fair. full game. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned Julian Blackman was your look like a miss yep. uh, because you were too low on him. I, I, I'm doing the same with T. Higgins. 
Okay. Uh, five touches for 90 yards against the Jaguars. He looks like he's developing much quicker than I expected. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he's looking more explosive than I expected him to. And Burrow and him are starting to build some chemistry. And he's been a really nice compliment to Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon in that offense the last two weeks. Uh, he's, he needs to put a couple more together for me to call him a miss for me. Oh, okay, because he's <laughs> – whatever you say, pal. Uh, needs to step it up. I mentioned Josh <laughs> Kelly, but I'm also going to throw Kenneth Murray into this. Yeah, you know what? I didn't put Kenneth Murray anywhere. I, I think this is a good place to have him. Like, this wasn't a bad game, but he's just not impactful. He, no, he gives up – he was just letting the running backs underneath him catch yeah. everything. Yeah. And, like, not in the cover two way where he's swallowing it. He was like mm. – Giving up like seven yards of play anytime he was targeted. Yeah, just chasing and tackling. Yeah, yeah, and he looked kind of lost in in, in coverage. Um, he did have a nice—I don't know if it was a TFL, but it was at least a big run stop. But other than that, uh, you you need him to do more. Um, I yeah. think. Uh, not ready to play. Or oh, wait, do you have? Yeah, I got one. Needs <laughs> to step it up. Yeah, Tyree Phillips from Baltimore, who uh, I didn't mention in the first couple weeks, but he wasn't great. And kind of bounced back against KC, but I, I thought this week uh, I kind of just I keyed on him. I didn't think he looked the best, uh, kind of especially in the run. Like he, he had a play where he pulled and couldn't make the block. Uh, it was on an option, didn't go anywhere. Uh, they ran behind him. Yeah, to it was Gus. massive. It's hard to move when you're that big. <laughs> yeah, but he got there and he just didn't make the block. Um, and even just running behind him, like straight up the gut, uh, he's he's you know he's he's just fucking getting beat. Um, just com- some complete whiffs, just not sustaining a block. I think he gave up multiple tackles. And then, like, eh, in the passing game, I thought his anchor looked soft. Um, they don't throw that much, so it's kind of hard to key on that. Like, the, I think he had, like, 21 throws. Lamar, and, you know, it's – it's he's – like, there's a lot of rollouts and stuff, some easy stuff for him. But, like, I, I, I haven't been too impressed with him. And uh, that, uh, this would be a hit for me. I thought he went way too high, but – uh, yeah, uh, that, that's something to watch. And, I mean, he's got massive, massive shoes to fill with Marshall Yonda retiring, obviously. but um, And it hasn't hurt the Ravens, but it, it's something to watch. Um, it, well, that, it's just kind of surprising because, like, the big plus about him coming out was how physical he is. And yeah. to that being kind of, it not, might... I don't want to say lackadaisical, but, like, yeah. You know, I feel anyway. like lackadaisical might be a good word, to be honest. Oh, thank you. It's my word of the day. Uh, who's not ready to play? It's kind of mean. I, <laughs> I oh, just keyed on him. He's saying Bassy. It's not like he was absolutely exposed. Exposed. It's not his fault. Yeah, I know. And it, it was the goddamn Jets, though. Like, he's struggling a bit out there. I just think a better team is gonna go and just absolutely expose him if he's gonna have to keep playing. And again, like you said, it's not his fault, but. Uh, just not. Hey, you, you you could throw it on on the other side too with the Jets playing Lamar Jackson. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I I put him down, so that was a good transition. Good work. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's just getting cooked. Uh, <laughs> not the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, the the former Nebraska Cornhusker to a New York Jet. I also put Amik Robertson, who got cooked when he had to come in against the Bills. He, he got burned deep and he missed some tackles. He he didn't play too many snaps though, did he? He, well, the first snap he gave up the touchdown. No, I know, to then, Gabe Davis. Yeah. No, I, I know, you know. And then the next series he missed, I think, a tackle on that. And then, like, after that, I think they were purposely not playing him. No, yeah, no, you're right. He wasn't good. I'm just saying, and this was limited playing time. 
which is in a great league, um, yeah. Best day three rookie. So I have Mooney here. I also like it's hard not to put Michael on Wenyu because yeah, he, yeah, he, I put him. He's just playing a different position every week. Yeah, I know he, he's right guard this week, and he looks like a goddamn stalwart wherever you like. Obviously, you don't want to have him at tackle full time, but he done he's done it. But like being able to switch from left guard to right guard in a pinch, and looking fantastic, man. Uh, he he looks like he's he's a twelve year fucking pro at, at he looks- guard. Yeah. Uh, he looks like he's like gonna be just more than that too, right? Like he's, yeah. he looks like he's gonna be a Pro Bowl player. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, like multiple Pro Bowls potential. I, I and especially when you're in New England, this you know the light's gonna be there, and like they've had multiple offensive linemen get credit, but like he's looked he's looked amazing. Yeah, when when Joe Thune leaves this offseason, he's plugging right in to start at left guard for a decade. Yeah, and another um, Ferentz brother will come and play somewhere else. Best UDFA rookie. Uh, I mean, look, I literally just keep James Robinson's name in here because, I mean, he's just producing every single week, Rob. Uh, was this, like, his least productive game, too? And he, he's still but great. It, it, like, 75 on the ground, 32 through the air, but it, the whole offense runs through him and LaVisca <laughs> Chanel. I know. This was, do you have Chanel anywhere? I, I didn't want to step on Yeah, you. I do. I do. I okay. do. Okay, good. Um, you know, I threw it going to Jets defenders. <laughs> This is just a name to throw out that like surprised me a bit. Bryce Hoff wasn't bad. They get like a, a couple pressures, a couple of tackles. You love Memphis. I do, I do but <laughs> just kind of surprised me. I thought he 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 was looking like an NFL player out there. So I think that's a credit to a UDFA guy that I didn't expect. I know there were some fans of this, but I didn't expect too much from him. I'm shocked you didn't put Tommy Townsend. <laughs> Should have been drafted. He. He he averaged sixty point eight a punt against the Patriots on uh, Monday. Or was that? Yeah, it was Monday. Monday. Yeah. It was Monday. It was game one of Monday. Mo- Monday early evening football. Yeah. Yeah, that's still Sunday to me. Uh, yeah, he looks like he's gonna be a ten year starter at punter. That there's been a, a little re- renaissance with punters and kickers, young ones this year. But like Townsend, Charlton, man. Yeah. Uh, even like um, Wisniewski looks pretty. Wow. I said his name wrong, right? I have no idea who you're talking about. San Francisco, the Utah punter. He's not a rookie. Oh my god, right? But like, I, even Jack Fox, second year. Player. Mitch Wisniewski. Yeah, Wisniewski. Come on. Fool. Uh, okay, rookies who flashed. Let me rattle off a couple receivers, and then yeah. I'll let you go. Yeah. C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson, Brandon Ayuk, Lavisca Chanel, Gabe Davis. Um. So Lamb. He's just not seeing that much coverage because they have two sick receivers with him. Scored two touchdowns. One of them was wide open. Uh, he, I don't think he has a drop this year. He leads, I think, all rookies in catches. Jefferson, who I believe leads all rookies in yards. Yeah. Once again, great game. Not not to the same effect as uh, the other week, but the Texans had nothing for him. He is thriving in Kubiak's play-action offense. Uh he the, their offense is like looking so much more competent now that he's really involved. You already talked about Ayuk, Lavisca Chanel. Like I said, the offense runs through him and James Robinson. Yeah, they do a really they they they've done a really good job. He had six touches for ninety one against the Bengals. They they just get the ball to him in space and he breaks tackles. It feels like every play. It's awesome. And then Gabe Gabe Davis only had one catch, but it was twenty six yard touchdown. He's just adding a big vertical threat that the this uh, Bills offense didn't have that type of size on the outside. And now they do. 
It's going to be interesting to see uh, Davis's role expand in, in the Bills' offense as the year goes on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to go with a low-key one. It, it's kind of a funny one. It's just a guy we haven't mentioned and we both love that I wanted to talk about. Uh, KJ Hill, who this kind of rolls back to what we talked about earlier with like Tyron Johnson had the long touchdown. Jalen Guyton has been good this year for them. And then Donald, Donald Parham's getting worked in. I know he's not a receiver, but still it's funny that like all these guys are ahead of him. And he's not getting involved in the offense at all, but he had a long he had punt, a punt return. return called back. Yeah. That's where I'm going with this. He's called back. I know you're putting him as a flash. Cause he had a punt return called back and can't break into an offense full of undrafted second year players. Yeah. This oh, wasn't a, you. it's not positive. It was more, I just wanted to talk about him. Uh, uh I also put Jedrick Wills here. Sure. Yeah. You went, <laughs> you, I was going low key. You go high key, which is I respect. Well, the, well, you should put the guys who are good. No, that's no, why they flash. No, KJ Hill had one punt return for 10 yards. And then the other long one that got called back. Yeah. Jedrick Wills was throwing DeMarcus Lawrence around. Helped the team run for 307 with the best running back in the NFL, not named Alvin Kamara, out. That's what's up. Um, out of nowhere, Rook. Just See, this would have been a cool one for KJ Hill, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going even lower key, baby. Justin Heron, who got thrown into the game at right tackle. Uh, the Frank Clark strip sack you gave up, but Hoyer. He, he did not look good. Do you understand how this works? No, I, no, no. Hold on. I disagree. I, I think, like, he held his own pretty much for the rest of the game other than that strip sack. And, like, Brian, right. Brian Hoyer's got no pocket presence. Though we know that. Uh, and I think, like, I, I know he, Owen Wendy's been amazing, but I think being beside another six-round rookie, uh, there's just no vet. Well, Isaiah Wynn came back into the game. Yeah, what, what do you mean? When was that left tackle? Yeah. Heron was playing right. Yeah, Heron came in at left tackle. And then right. Then yeah. when Isaiah Wynn came in, and then he moved to right. Yeah. And he looked terrible. No, he didn't look that bad. It was the, 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 the Clark play. That's it. I think he gave up like one other pressure. It wasn't that bad. All right. He was okay in the run. Right. I'm not saying he was amazing. It was just that was a solid performance from a six-round rookie who just got thrown into the game. It wasn't as good as the guy beside him. I know, but when he's not out of nowhere, he's a fucking I'm just star. giving you shit. Don't worry. I know you are. Um, I put Jordan Glasgow. Okay, see, he, that's bo- he blocked a punt. There he was drafted go. to do that, and he did it. <laughs> I also put Jalen Hawkins, who I thought was like one of the only players on the Falcons' defense playing with any energy against the Packers. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't bad. It was like bad. he wasn't good, but he was flying around and at least uh, uh, moving. Where like that defense just looks so pathetic at yeah. times. Outside of basically Grady Jarrett and Deion Jones, That's like it. it just sad. And so I thought like Jalen Hawkins was like at least this guy's running to the ball. I, and I don't like know. Olukan too, just throwing his. He's not that good. Oh yeah, he's yeah. He doesn't. Hard. He's no. He's my. He's my Daniel Sorensen. Michael Walker's got a little bit of energy. Who uh, another guy? I thought like I liked him a lot, but he went too early. I thought. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, again, Hawkins, I, I was really low on too. So. Uh, okay, start the rook. Okay, we already talked about Tua. I threw it in here too, though. Um, like Fitz threw two picks. He could have had another three. KJ Wright dropped a bunch. He was awesome though. Um, <laughs> he wasn't brutal at all, but I, I think it's time to see what you got in Tua and. There's a chance. There's but, a chance you're getting the first overall pick. I know it's probably not going to happen, but Bob just got fired. You got the Texans pick. There's a chance, and if you don't, like, it's, it's so weird. Like, you got to see what you got into, uh, or else you're like theoretically this is going to happen. But imagine you're staring down Trevor Lawrence and you 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 saw two games of Tua. 
That's, that's I a, know. It's a just... weird circumstance to be in. So see what you got into. Uh, I'm obviously I think he's a total hit. He's gonna be a stud. But in case you are staring down Trevor Lawrence, you better know for sure. And I, I I'm very confident he's gonna be a stud. They, you better know for sure. Yeah. It sucks because their bye week's not for a while. It's not till yeah. mid November. And they're in San Francisco this week, and they've already named Fitz the starter. They're in Denver the week after. That's what Denver I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Is maybe, but like you already mentioned Bassey earlier, Michael Ajamudier has been a target of the show. Like they have a young second or young corner group. Maybe that's a good game. I agree. And um, the, the pass or, the, or, or, much, yeah. or the game after that, they're at home against the Chargers. Yeah. I think if he's not starting by that game, like, I don't know what you're doing. I, I looked at this. Yeah, I, this week is not the, the week, obviously. But I, I do think the Broncos game is. I, I I agree with you. And I totally agree with your take about the Trevor Lawrence thing, where you have to see Tua just in case. Like, because if, if Trevor Lawrence is the highest grade quarterback you've ever evaluated as a front office, can you yeah. really pass that up? Like, when you've only seen two. Like, we saw this happen with Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray, and obviously this yeah. is not nearly no. the same thing. <laughs> no. This is just, you have to get eyes on it. Like, you need to start to, uh, I am interested to see what they would do with that pick if they would just take Panay Sewell and just beef up that offensive line. I I mean, but, I kinda, I'm kind of cheering to get the pick, but yeah, go ahead. I was going to say they've already invested, like, a lot of other picks in young guys, so you'd have to give up on someone to takes too well yeah yeah um i mean I, I think if they end up with the first pick they're they're tr- trading for the biggest ransom in draft history probably but i say take travis etienne you need a running back <laughs> imagine uh hold on well before you get to yours i'll throw i'll throw alton robinson in from the same game who i think i had him for flash last last week uh he's making plays yeah, he in limited snaps like I think he won a couple pass rushes, uh, and then he had a sweet tackle for loss coming from the backside in the red zone. Just keep – I'm not saying, you know, play him the whole game. Benson Mayo has been actually pretty solid, but uh, just keep working him in more and more and more, which I think he, they're going to do, and uh, he's looking pretty good. He was uh, he was on Dame Brugler's all-rookie team this week. There you go. Yeah. I, I didn't check the snap count, but it wasn't heavy, and um, he was flashing when he was on the field. The other thing is a lot – like. Outside of Chase Young, there's been, like, no rookie pass rushers doing anything. That's a good point, yeah. Like, he's l- probably actually is the second best. And then Mike Dana, yeah. And yeah, look, hey, Mike Dana's going to play forever. <laughs> My king. The only, the only the only, Wolverine I've ever liked. Um, <laughs> mine is Isaiah Simmons. Who? Exactly. The eighth overall pick hasn't played um, more than... I think ten snaps since week one. I don't he played get it. Ten man. against the, he played ten against the Panthers, who torched that Cardinals defense that looks terrible. And I get that the 49ers attacked Isaiah Simmons and Kyle Shanahan like did a great job of doing that. It's Kyle Shanahan. Fuck, it's one. It's Kyle Shanahan. Two. It was his first NFL game. <laughs> Three. You're just not going to play him when the rest of like like Jordan Hicks is a legitimately solid linebacker. I always like Jordan Hicks. Yeah. <sighs> But, but, like, stick Isaiah Simmons beside him. Stick Isaiah Simmons at safety. I don't care what you do. The Panthers gashed you for four quarters. Your team is seems like it's falling apart. Maybe play the eighth overall pick or at least deploy him in a specific way. Have a package for him. Do something with him. You can't just relegate him to special teams and, uh, assist, like, two snaps a quarter. You just 
It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, to me. A bigger. I mean, to defend the Cardinals, though, it is the Hassan Reddick Renaissance. So they were talking about that like a weird amount on the broadcast. Were they actually? I didn't watch any of that. Yeah, le- legitimately, legitimately. Yeah, I was like, he it, like he's like pretty irrelevant. Hassan has zapped Simmons' powers. I already told you this. Like, it was weird. There's a space like, jam they, were, they were like, yeah, he, he's talked about how it's taken him a couple years to get it, but now he's got it. And it was like, this guy's doing zero. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he's been okay. It's better than he's been. But, like, he's like a partial starter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's a first-round pick. Why are we just throwing him a bone like that? <laughs> You know, you know what else, fellas? Listen up, because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Whoa! AJ, sound the alarm. Wee-oo, wee-oo. Th- oh, th- thanks. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. Whoa! Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out those holes. Ooh. <laughs> it's time to keep your ears and nose hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. I've always said after the pubes, your next most important hair spot is your ears and nose. Me, do you do you have a lot of nose hairs? A lot or long? I, well, both. I'd say I don't have a lot, but I have long ones. Okay, I think I'm in the same boat. Like I, I can touch one right now. So, I, uh, and you can I hear. Feel it like having much. a lot would suck. <laughs> it filter out all that stuff though. But no more. You gotta can't smell you, good, baby. You gotta. You gotta. Can't you die if you don't pull your nose hair out right or something? Is that make that up? I don't know. You know what the right way to, to get your nose hair out is, Rob? With the weed whacker. Amen, brother. Uh, but do you have ear hair? I don't, I don't think, think so. I do. No. My hair covers my ears, so like it's so all. So you do have ear hair. Maybe. Hold on, I'm taking a headphone. Out. No, I'm good in the ears. My nose are hairy though. Like I got a couple. My right I could use though. like I I want the weed whacker for my nose for sure. And like the the nose for is such sure. a like like you said it, we we think we might die if we pull it out wrong. So I mean I'm always scared. No, I know we'll hairs. die. We need I don't the, think I know we it. We need the weed. Okay, stop the show. We're calling uh the Manscaped hotline and ordering some weed whackers right now. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their weed whacker. This nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin. That's a hard word. Proprietary skin safe technology, which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. The same way the Lawnmower 3.0 helps you not cut your balls open. The premium. It didn't say that. That was an ad lib. I knew. The premium. <laughs> the premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor-powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. I can barely say these words. They're so hot. These specs are sick. It's intelligently contoured designed. Oh, my God, these words. Design enhances the trimming experience, and it's waterproof, which makes for an easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled your nose hairs out with your fingers? That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. It could kill you even. Why it should say that? Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to delivering maximum confidence while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. That's kind of nice of them. That's That costs them money. Looks 
look, fellas, I'm bad at reading today. 79% of partners polled admitted that long nose hairs is a major turnoff. This is why I don't have a girlfriend. 79%? Oh, my God. I'm, here I am looking for that that slim 21% to marry me. All, Foolish. <laughs> all your Tinder pics, they just zoom in on that nose, and it's like, oh, my God. Swipe it's left? I don't up. know. It's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROGUETHEORY what? at manscaped.com. Thank you, Manscaped, for keeping our pubes trimmed and hairs in our holes looking nice. Rogue get twenty per- That's Yeah, but also you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at oh, manscaped.com. That one, I like But that Rogue Theory is a cooler one. It sounds That's like 20% the next off with free- Sorry. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code armchair. What are you waiting for? Go whack your weeds. That's a sick tagline. Um, hey, and what are you waiting for? Go spend money on football games to make more money at Bet Online. Your online wagering experts and the presenting sponsors of our picks against the spread this week. AJ, how'd you do last week? Seven and eight. I went eight and seven. Fucking bastard. Yeah, but you're still up. I'm I'm three. Or I'm thirty three twenty nine and one. What are you? I'm up three games. Thirty six twenty six and one. Must be nice. Packers and Lions are on bye this week. Obviously, last week the Titans and Steelers ended up having a bye. We do not care, says me and Mike Tomlin. Uh, okay, Thursday night football. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are in Chicago. I don't know why this was the opponent chosen for a Thursday night football game. It's not that bad of a game though. It's good only because the bears defense is good, but like, do you really want to watch Nick Foles? No, but I want to watch Antoine Winfield jr. Pick him off a couple times. Yeah. I get it. It's a a good rookie game. Like we get to see Tristan worse against a good defensive front. Good test for Jalen Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. Yeah. Oh, look at that. You still be on the game. Bucks are five point favorites in Chicago. I'm taking Tampa Bay. I mean, uh, Look, that's a bit of disrespect. Not really, but the Bears will say it. It's being five point dogs at home. Uh, I, uh, look, I don't trust Nick Nicholas, large phallus and Nicholas. Um, I don't trust the Bears' offense. Uh, that's it. Like we said, that's a big test for Dylan Johnson and Ann Fuller. Um, Godwin should be back this week, I, I assume, right? Or maybe not. I don't know. Don't need him. Scotty Miller's sick. Scotty Miller's sick. Maybe Tyler Johnson will get some uh, targets this he, week. He, he was playing. He was playing. Yeah, just no targets. I know. I, I don't think he – no, I don't think there was any. Uh, yeah, no, go, go Bucks. Because he, he, the defense was so focused on him. That's how <laughs> Scotty Miller got so open. That's true. Justin Watson. Just... Okay, Sunday, 1 p.m. Panthers at Falcons. Atlanta's two-and-a-half-point favorites. You didn't make your pick, think? but I, I assume you're taking the box, all right? Oh, yeah. Did I not mean – you said it all for me. Okay. Amen. Box minus five, yes. And I'm taking the Panthers plus two and a half in Atlanta because that Falcons defense looks like a joke. The Panthers are, are like, weirdly underrated now because everyone thought they would be so bad. Yeah. And Joe, Joe Brady's really got Teddy Bridgewater looking very solid. It, it's a very solid offense. The offensive line's playing much better than anyone expected. Um, and defensively, no, no they're CMC young. Either. Like, Mike Davis is the yeah. king. Yeah. Defensively, they're young, but they've played pretty well in recent weeks. I didn't even talk about Derek Brown today, but he was really good against mm. the run last week. Um, I, I just, I don't know. The Falcons just look demoralized. Until Dan Quinn's gone, I'll be picking against them. Uh, <laughs> I went back and forth. I had the Falcons down, but you changed my mind. I'm going to take the Panthers. 
Uh, I don't think Julio Jones would be in the game this week. Uh, Calvin Ridley was, was amazing the first three weeks and then got shut up by Jared Alexander. Uh, Ryan didn't let that go this week. So, like, the key to the game is really just if they can stop Calvin Ridley, to be honest. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm audibling. I'm, I'm taking the Panthers with you. 1 p.m. Raiders at Chiefs. Chiefs 13.5 point favorites. I'm just going to go stick with the old uh, – the old. it's a divisional game. That's a lot of points. The Raiders aren't that bad. I'm going to take the Raiders plus the points. They lose, but they cover. And I will ignore that and pick the Chiefs because the smart, Chiefs are yeah. better at football. <laughs> and the Raiders are banged up. Yeah. Uh, 1 p.m. Rams, eight-point favorites on the, uh, on the road at FedEx Field against the Washington football team. I'm taking the Rams. I am also taking the Rams. Until, they weren't impressive until this week, but Washington doesn't even look like they're trying to win games. That's that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one p.m. Jaguars at Texans. Did the Texans get the interim head coach bump? They're favored by six. Yeah. Oh wait, is... did I make the? No, that's the real line. I didn't make that line myself. I literally read this on BetOnline.ag and like, is that the right line? Uh, give me the Jags all day. I, I know the Cornell bump is coming in, but come on, they're they're to be favored by six. Against the Jags? That seems like a crazy amount. Okay, you know what? I will go on to betonline.ig. It's so easy. They're, they're so readable. I, and double-check this line. Uh, and I will talk while you do that. It's I'll same. be taking the Texans. You yeah. know I believe in the interim coach bump. I love Romeo Cornell. Deshaun Watson hasn't played poorly at all. Their offensive line has been inconsistent, but Laramie Tunzels look yeah. really good. The Jaguars are reverting back to what we thought they were. Uh, I'm going I'm to take the, the Texans to win like a 28-20 game. The line is correct. I... You know what, fuck it, just, just to be uh, against you. I'm going to say the Jags win outright and keep the Texans winless. Okay. 1 p.m., Cardinals at Jets. Cards, seven-point favorites on the road. The cards That's how been... bad the Jets are, and the cards have not been good. No, but I'm I'm taking them because the Jets are the worst. Yeah. Is this the Adam Gase gets fired game? <sighs> fuck it. Well, first of all, it should have been last week. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I hope so. Uh, I don't know. But like I think Fire Williams too. Don't don't make him your interim coach. No, okay, I disagree with you there. He's the worst. I want Greggy in charge and then hire him full time. No. Uh I'll be taking the cards. Kyler's going to I hope pick that defense apart. 1 p.m. Eagles at Steelers, the battle for Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh 7-point favorites coming off their fake uh, bye. The, ba- <laughs> the the battle for the Keystone State, baby. Uh, I'm taking the Steelers. That pass rush is going to eat that Eagles offensive line alive. Wentz isn't very good. Well, looked Pittsburgh plays down to everyone you forget. I know. I, that's why I thought for a second. But I'm like, TJ Watt doesn't play down, baby. He's going to be all over Carson Wentz. That's a really good point. And that sold me. I'll be taking the Steelers. That's <laughs> what I just said there made you a Steelers fan. Yeah, I was going to pick the Eagles, but now I won't. 1 p.m. Bengals at Ravens in the AFC North showdown of the century. Between former Heisman winning quarterbacks, uh, Baltimore 13 and a half point favorites at home. Hey, I just did the same formula. Uh, give me the Bengals in a divisional game plus the points. The Ravens are, are good, but I, I don't think they're world beaters at this second. I think they win by 10, um, but the Bengals cover. And I will once again do the opposite and just take the team that I think is better, and that is the Ravens to cover. I'm going to hit on one of these, but not both. That's my prediction. Which means I'll hit on one, but not both. That's correct. Yeah, we'll have the same record next week. Don't worry. Okay, the final 1 p.m. game has no line. It's the Bills at the Titans. Uh, no line because of COVID. I set my own line with the Bills favored by two and a half. I did too. That's, there's no, that's crazy. Yeah. 
And I'll be taking the Bills. Me too. Did you put? Did you make a total just for fun? No, because you know I don't respect that. Because uh, no matter what I put, I say pound the over. <laughs> I put forty-seven. Anyways, uh, uh, and pound the over. Yeah, retweet. Yeah, I, I put Bills minus two and a half as well. Uh, I'm going to take the Bills. That's a lot to overcome for the Titans, and I think the Bills are the better team. So. Uh, we also have two of the four four o'clock games with no line. Starting with at four o five, the Dolphins at Niners. Niners uh, don't know who's starting at quarterback. That's why there's no line. Mm-hmm. I set it with Sam Fran by four. Oh, okay. I put it ten and a half. I think they're going to get the respect. Even if Jimmy G's not playing? Yeah, I think so. Um, okay, okay. So do you want to split the difference? In seven what, and a half? Seven? seven and a half? Yeah, let's do seven and a half. I'll still take the 49ers because... Me yeah. too. <laughs> um, also no line. 425. Broncos at Pats. We don't know what's up with the quarterback position. It uh, it, it dinged us both last week because we both yeah. took the Cam Newton-led Patriots to cover against the and, Chiefs. And you said uh, we had to stick to our guns. <laughs> yes, because we pick games a week ahead of schedule and because we're ballers. Um, I'm taking the Pats to cover a six-and-a-half-point spread. Okay, I had a five-and-a-half, so. So we go six? Yeah, let's do it. And I, I'm also taking the Pats. Yeah, I mean, Jared Stidham's the truth. That's what I've always said. If if this was a a team like if they were playing a team that wasn't down to their well should be second but he is a third string quarterback and isn't banged up as hell in their own right um like I I, I set the total at forty one the real total might be lower and it might stay under I, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of points in this game and I'm taking the pass Belichick's Belichick's gonna come out running the triple option if Cam's not healthy. 425 the Giants are at the Cowboys boys are favored by nine and a half. Uh, it's so hard to trust the Cowboys right now, but the Giants are shh. I mean, they, they showed up against the Rams, but they're stinky. Uh, I, I'm going to take Dallas, but I don't, don't feel the best. Breaking your own rule. Yeah, when it's over 10 points, I, I stick to my rule. Oh, that's the rule. Okay, yeah. it's been adjusted for yeah. when you go against it. Uh, I'll also be taking the Cowboys. I know their defense is horrible, but Dak's on pace to destroy the passing yards <laughs> record. He's going to pick apart the Giants. Um, High-scoring game. But the Cowboys won by like twenty still. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't. They should. They should. I just don't trust them. But I'm, I'm taking them. Uh, final four twenty five game. Colts at Browns. Colts two point road favorites. This is an interesting. This is clearly the best of the four o'clock games. Um, I'm taking Cleveland. Uh, they. Uh, I thought it was impressive last week. I don't think they duplicate it like they did, but um. The Colts D is good. I still don't trust Philly Ribs. I think this is a low-scoring game. I think the Browns uh, – when I'm getting points with the Browns at home too, and I, I think they went out right, uh, so I'm, I'm going to even – I'm going to feel good about this. Well, I don't feel good, but I'm going to take the Browns, Rob. That's what I'm trying to say. Um. Okay. <laughs> I will be taking the Colts. I think that defense is going to be – like Baker hasn't actually been playing that well. It's very much been yeah. the running attack. Um. And I think the defense can uh, give them some issues up front. DeForest Buckner has been one of the best defensive yeah. players in the league. You know I'm biased for my Colts. I, I know. And I hate the I hate the Browns. So I'm just going to take the Colts. And that, that's that. I love the Browns. Uh, Sunday Night Football. The Vikings are at your Seahawks. Seahawks favored by seven. <laughs> Doing the same thing. Okay. You gave me shit last week, but I was close to getting that back to recover from the fans. They were in it the whole time. Doing the same thing this week. Seattle wins. Minnesota covers. 
It's gonna be a I lot of points. I'm just gonna take game. the Seahawks. I'm be just a lot gonna take the Seahawks. I'm just gonna take the Seahawks. That Vikings secondary is bad. So is Monday it. Night Football. Yeah. Chargers at Saints. Justin Herbert and Prime Time on the road in New Orleans. Seven and a half point favorites are the Saints. I said that weird. <laughs> it's tricky though, right? I like the Saints scored a lot, but I, I don't think they looked particularly good again this week. Uh, Herbert looked good. I'm gonna take New Orleans. I think they win. I'm not confident with the cover, but I'm gonna take them. Uh, I will be taking New Orleans's, but I think Justin Herbert's gonna keep thriving. I'll say that. Yeah, I, I do. I agree. That. I agree. Um, and that's it. That's it for the show. So thanks, uh, thanks for coming in. Don't pull your nose hairs with it. The weed whacker.